Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash Virgin Radio UK. Vassos, it's over to you. Our next guest is the Emmy-winning, Golden Globe-winning actor who's just been nominated for an Oscar. It's one of five Academy Awards which could be heading the way of the amazing American fiction out tomorrow. So please welcome a man of some renown. It's Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Is in the house. Control room round of applause. Straight off the bat, here we go. Yes, very that? kind. How Thank that, you Sterling? very much, Sterling. You're very welcome. <laughs> How yes, are you? You're awesome. I'm doing great. How about yourselves? Right, good man. You are fresh as a daisy. You are in from New York, LA to New York, from LA to New York, from New York to LA, and now you are here in London. You're on the Great Norton Show tonight. I am on the okay. Graham Norton Show tonight. Looking so, forward to it. So Graham hosts his Saturday and Sunday morning show here. That's right. In this very chair. Wow. Often we get guests that have been on his show on the Thursday. We get them on the Friday, you know, and we get Graham Norton lag. He's going to get breakfast show lag tonight. There you go. Yes. There you go. You got to me first. Yeah, um, how are you feeling? How was the flight? How's the jet lag? Flight was great. Yep. Jet lag was crazy. Like, I went to bed around 2.30. I woke up around 6. But I'm fine. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm in London. I'm making the most of, of our time while I'm here. I'm and great. Thanks for bringing the weather, man. It's my pleasure. Was it cold before? Oh, it's cold anyway, but it's just nice and cold now. Thank you very it's much. nice to look at. Happy to be a Sterling service. K. Flipping Brown. Talk here we to go. Me, Chris. American fiction. We all watched it yesterday. Yes. Blown away by it, mate. Thank you, brother. Honestly, it's so, so fantastic. It's one of those films, you know, you, you've watched loads of films in your life and you sit down and you think, yep, yeah, this is okay. This is this this is worthy of my attention and my time. Yeah. It's good. And then you think, no, it's great. And then you think, no, it's really good. And then it's a slow burn. And then you get the hockey stick effect and it goes mental at the end. Yes, please. Your character, Cliff. So yeah. this is this is Cliff as I see him, right? All right, give me your breakdown of Cliff. Okay, so Cliff is newly gay, even though he's probably already o- always been gay. Sure. In his own words, in part of the film, he's newly gay. I've only been gay for five minutes, and he's having all the fun. Um, he's uh, freshly, newly gay, freshly divorced, has children, is broke, be- probably because of the divorce, um, is fit as you like, uh, looks like he's been <laughs> shewn out of stone, and I don't know what that is, by the way. I oh, like um, that. You can't see that it's on the radio. Visual, yeah. visual. Um, and also, uh, he seems to be unhealthily, potentially addicted to certain substances. He's got all that going on, but he retains his moral fibre. Yeah. No, that's a good... I like that assessment of him. <laughs> I think he's messy. Like, when you find him, he's messy. I think for 20 years, he's been living his life in the closet. 
uh, as a heterosexual man and has been unhappy because of that. And so when you find him in the movie, he is someone who is living out loud. And living out loud for him means not not listening to what anybody has to tell him mm-hmm. about how he should live his life, yeah, especially yeah. his brother, played by Jeffrey Wright, the, the amazing Jeffrey Wright as Thelonious Monk. Um, I find him delightful. I find him sort of someone who... Who, who's looking for his authentic truth, yeah. right? And while it may be a messy exploration, he knows he has to be messy in order to get to that place. Yeah, and it's sort of like when you listen to music at home and you've had it on one, right? Yeah. And you're fed up of having it on one, so you don't go to five, you just go to 10. You turn that <laughs> to 11. Excuse, yeah. me. Excuse me, you turn that to 11. Thank you very much indeed. Apologies. For, that's okay. Apologies. That's okay. <laughs> it happens. We're a grown-up show, but we must apologise for that. Yes. Um... So that that's so you you have been nominated for the Oscar for best supporting actor. Correct. All right. So and screen time wise, you know, well done because he's not in it that much. He's but not he, in that much. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't done the minute count, but it won't be many minutes, will it? No, so. no. I mean, it reminds me of uh, Dame Judy for uh, Shakespeare in Love. Exactly. Well, she had eight minutes and some odd seconds or whatnot. We did made... you think the same thing then? I did. I did. I did not think I probably had enough screen time to merit the recognition. I, I felt good about the work. I felt good about the movie, and I was happy with that. So the fact that this little cherry on top of the Sunday came is pretty awesome. Yeah, and I yeah. suppose it's not about the minutes in your life. It's about the life in those screen minutes, isn't Boom. it? Yeah, and there you, you go, go Chris. Because, because, you know, we talk often on the show, what is time? Time doesn't really pass. We pass through time, and that's fine if you need to measure things. And if you don't, don't bother with it. This is very uh, metaphysical, yeah. And that's a horizontal thing, isn't it? But, but we prefer to go vertical. And there is no time because Vertical is in the now and he's very much in the now, isn't he? I like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That, that that sounds deeply meditative. Like, how did you come to this philosophy? That's where we live. That's where this show lives. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, good. Thank I, you, Chris. The, well, but the film's that, isn't it? The film is that. May I say? I didn't yeah. know whether to say this or not. It reminds me of the movie Sideways. Okay. Because Sideways is a film you think it's a gentle film and it's rolling along and then it suddenly... It's gently profound, yeah. but it's fully profound whilst remaining light. Yeah. That's a tough trick to pull it's off. It's not a loud film. Um, you know, without, it's funny, yeah. right? People are laughing out loud, but it's not played for bits. Like it, the comedy comes from life yeah. and from character, right? And I think that because the movie does have a message, but I don't think Court Jefferson, our writer-director, was setting out to make a message movie. He wanted people to have a good time at the theater mm-hmm. and also leave it thinking about what it is that they consume on a regular basis, especially when it comes to the black experience and what the bl- authentic black experience is. Because I think it has been somewhat narrower, especially in the States, with regards to what Hollywood sees as being producible for a mainstream audience. So it usually has to do something with a slave narrative, an inner city narrative, overcoming major trauma or what have you. And that's not all of who we are. To the point where when people meet someone like me sometimes in the States, they're like, well, you're not like a real black guy. You're like different. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing yeah, that you're saying. Good luck with that not. conversation. You know, because yeah. like the 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 breadth of experience that we get a chance to see on mass media has been limited, and so this is Cord's way of saying we are more, and it's just human, whether it's black, white. Asian, yeah. Latino, etc. It's all human and it's relatable. If you give us a chance to tell the story, you can see yourself inside of it. Right, and the clever narrative at the heart of the story. Can you just yeah. take us through that? So we, so we have Monk, yeah. who is a writer and he's a frustrated writer because he's not as successful as he thinks he should be. <laughs> and so 
to, to sort of self therapy, he creates this book of non what he considers to be nonsense. Yes, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm, I'm saying I'm speak, you, speak keep, more, you keep going. Speak I, I more just, to the plot. I like okay. it. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he writes this book. He he thinks that what has been readily digestible for mainstream audiences is is um sort of playing to the lowest common denominator of what the black experience is yes. right so it's all in dialect it's you know i ain't begotten no weapon that sort of thing where where the white gaze feels as if like this is the bravest thing that they have ever seen and we need to listen to black voices and it's sort of like what this is dross right in his mind so he goes out if you want dross if that's what people are are ready to digest then i will give you the crappiest thing that i can possibly write yeah. and so he writes something called my pathology yeah. not Pathology, yeah. my path. He starts F. his pathology on the typewriter. Yes. Then he changes it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so for him, it becomes one of his most wildly successful. You see, he writes it as a he joke. He writes it as a joke. He writes it under a synonym. Uh, and, and he says to his, his agent, do not send this out. Yeah. And no, no, actually, he says, do, do send it out, but. Send not, it out. Yeah. But yeah. as, a, you know, we'll see if they can take a joke not or not. Not as a parody. No, just yeah. send it out straight up. And then the response that he gets is like, you know, Hollywood producers want to give you an advance so they can make a movie and all this stuff. And so he gets caught up in this cycle of like he's now contributing to the thing that he's been railing <laughs> that he against. Despises. Yeah. And he, he, his his um, his his ire was peaked when he attended a literary festival and he witnessed a talk by a black author yeah. who thought he, who he thought was committing this or perpetrating this kind of nonsense, this unhelpful nonsense. Correct. Who he then joins, unknowingly joins a judging panel with yeah. to judge the books of the year. <laughs> and then, oh, it's, this is where it starts to get really, I mean, it gets really clever. Very. The, you get that, that gets clever. And then on the side, um, uh, his and your character's mum that has has dementia. Yes, I don't want to say too much about the sister because it's going to spoil things. Sure, um, but there's this whole beach house inheritance thing going on as well. Yeah, then there's the Alzheimer's journey, and there's the what do you do with your older parents when you don't have enough money? Then suddenly you do have enough money. Chris, you... you really like the movie. Oh, this no, is no, really no, exciting. no, no. <laughs> hang on a minute. It's a ten. This movie's a ten. Right on, man. I watched it last night, and it finished. And I said out loud, I was on my own in the living room, and I said out loud, well, that's one of the best movies ever. Thank you, sir. And I really mean, I'm really, it was, it was, it was, it's brilliant. It's absolutely 100% brilliant. Right, more about the movie in a bit. Okay. What about your Oscar nomination? What about it? Well, I, <laughs> I know there's a story about how you didn't, how you were the last to know. I was one of the last to know. The Oscar nominations. This must be a first. They come out like at 8.30 in the morning, yeah. Eastern Standard Time, yeah. which is 12.30 here, which is late, but it's 5.30 in the morning on the West Coast where I live. Mm. So I was sound asleep. I got two kids that I got to get ready for school. They're yeah. 12 and 8. My phone was dead because I fell asleep on my son's floor in their bedroom. Yes. So I woke up, charged my phone, uh -huh. go ahead and start getting their breakfast ready, come back to the phone. I have 126 text messages that have been unanswered. I don't normally get 126 text messages. <laughs> I looked at them. They're all saying congratulations and whatnot. I was like, I'll be doggone. I got nominated for an Oscar, man. And it's one of those pinch me moments that you never think will come to fruition. You sit and you watch the show and you see how cool it is to be in that room with all those famous people getting recognized on the highest level. And now I, I get a turn to be in the room where it happens, which I think is just awesome. Control room. Stop. Thank you. No, much. You don't no, do it. These are rare. Don't man. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar nomination. 
By the way, not a past nominee, not a future nominee, a current nominee. <laughs> if you touch him, you will burn your finger. You guys. This are... man is sizzling hot. You're trying to make a black man blush, but it won't work. This is as much as I <laughs> change you know color. I Thank is? you. I think it is. <laughs> Right now, here's a funny twist uh, okay. to the domestic tale because your wife has been nominated for um, awards in the past. She has. And the, the plus one discussion has been interesting, <laughs> hasn't it, Sterling? My wife was the first person nominated for anything in our household. She was nominated for a SAG Award for Best Ensemble for a TV show called Boston Legal. Nice. And I said, oh, this is really cool. We get a chance to go to the SAG Awards. We get a chance to hobnob with all the stars and everything. She goes, well, actually... Uh, I'm thinking about taking my manager. You know, it's a really wonderful networking opportunity <laughs> for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally understand. I went in the corner. I cried silently. I didn't want her to see it. As, so she goes. She enjoys herself. Years later, things start to happen for, for SKB. And uh, she's like, oh, man, we get to go to the Emmys. And I'm like, we? You know, don't you remember what happened about <laughs> six years ago when I wanted to go to the SAG Awards? And you're like, no. But interestingly enough, Chris, it doesn't work the same way opposite. If, I did, not, if I did not take my wife, we would not be married. So I, I made the right decision. All right, of course, you do have like a, a plus three potentially for, for the Oscars. Clearly, I mean, I'm guessing you're taking your I'm wife. just learning about like, so you get six tickets? Do you actually? Sorry, you don't get six tickets. Uh -huh. You get to pay for six tickets. That's fine. That's fine. Who cares? Tickets are around yeah. fifteen hundred, from what I understand. Clearly, you get what you get yours for free. Clearly, I get mine and the plus one. A plus but then one. I get the option of buying four more. Okay. That I just learned about. And yeah. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I would have taken anyone in 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 reality, I would have taken my mother. But my mother is not in a position to travel right, right now. In her, in her current condition, but she would have been the only person that would fork out another fifteen hundred. These two boys of mine, they don't care. They need to go to bed and go to school the next day anyway. So all cool. right, and uh, they they've been not been down particularly with awards in the past. You've 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 taken success home, and it's not landed at all, has it? I mean, they they get it and they appreciate it, yeah. but for them, I think the most important role is that of DAD. Like they don't really care about anything. I'm with else. you. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it hundred percent. And now at this this moment, this sort of this window, this sort of stage. I suppose of being a nominee. Yeah. Yeah. You, you haven't won. You haven't lost. Let's just leave it like that. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? It's not bad. I I will eventually. I'm going to say this on the record. I'm not. I'm not even saying this for anything other than the truth. Okay. I'm not going to win. Right. And I'm okay with that. Like honestly, like I'm okay with that. I actually know who's going to win. Okay. Who's going to win? Robert Downey Jr. is going to win Oscar. Right. For Robert Oppenheimer. D for Oppenheimer. Okay. And Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. I love him. Everyone who knows him loves him. And if you don't know him, you probably love him from afar because he's just that darn cool. Right. I will stand up and applaud his win. And if anybody else wins, I'll stand up and applaud them too. And I'm okay. fine to just be in the room. I know a, blo a bloke who owns a gym with Robert Downey Jr. Do Anybody? you? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, he's my surf teacher in Los Angeles. Get out of here. Yeah. Now, is it a gym for like martial arts? Because I know Robert Downey Jr. is into that sort of thing. Or yeah. is it just like a lifting gym? It's a, it's a gym that you can hire as a PT if you have a client. And so it's that kind of gym. It's like a, a gym space. Okay. And uh, my surf teacher owns it along with his business partner. Um, and at some point, it was a couple of months actually, uh, many, many surfs before he said, oh, by the way, it's Robert Downey Jr. Huh. He held it back for a while. You surf every day? 
I went on, well, I tried. Nah, can, you, can you surf here? Where's the, the surf? Oh, yeah, you can surf everywhere. Yeah, you can surf on the 14th floor. You surf, <laughs> surf guys. Yeah. You can uh, tube surf. You can. Uh, no, I surf. Uh, I try and surf in Los Angeles. Okay. For 28 days straight. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Every, like when? In the summer or when? Santa Monica. Down Santa Monica. Uh, if you do it, July 22nd this year to whenever it is. Uh, so when you go out, you'll probably wind up seeing Jeffrey Wright because he's an avid surfer as well. Right. There's lots of people. It's not just, it's not just two of There's us. There's a ton of people. <laughs> There's a ton of people, but he's, he's you know out the there every day. Um, the, with, with Robert Downey Jr., you're up against, uh, is it how many people in the category? Five, five, five. people. So you're you up against got Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr., yep. Gosling. Uh, De Niro, De Niro, what? De Niro and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Wow, that yeah. is that is. Some it's kind a of great crew. company. And to do be you in. get together as a crew of nominees in the same category? I think that there is a luncheon that they have uh, before the Oscars, and all the nominees are in the room together. We all eat lunch, and then they take this big picture. That's mm. kind of like the yearbook picture of the nominees for that year. Well, what what might you be wearing for that? Oh, that's good. That's a good question. I'm I'm currently mm. looking at options uh, right now. Uh, there's a few things on the horizon, but I can't commit at this particular. Can I moment. just say, if it's skins, are you naked from the waist up? No, that's gonna that that would help you with the with the votes. I appreciate that. You know that I I take care of myself. You Chris. take care of yourself. You you take care of yourself maybe more than Lenny Kravitz, which is sort of impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better seamstress on in my pants than Lenny Kravitz. I keep those things. Okay, together. let's keep it above the waist, that's please. It. Exactly. Naughty stunning. Yeah. No, ser seriously. I mean, the the pill. The, you are you are visible for above the waist, um, naked in this film a lot. You are a fine human being. You, I think you're. A decade precisely a decade um younger than me 47 uh, can you give me any tips please uh it's more in the diet than it is in the exercise are you sure yeah absolutely what all of the <laughs> absolutely like what you put in your body yeah. you can't out Train exercise a bad, a bad diet all right give us your diet then give us you uh you energy. start off with the carbs in the morning but yeah. you also have protein at every meal right. right so if you have like a straight oatmeal good, sort of it? thing with some eggs no. that'll help then at uh, lunch, you'll have like a, a, a potato or rice, some sort of clean carbohydrate yes. along with veggies and protein, whatever that source of protein is. And then you try to go as paleo as possible at, at dinner. Do you have so a coach? No. Do no, I, I do have I do have a, um, a, nutritionist? a nutritionist. Yeah, I thought you might. That I talk to and whatnot. And I try to drink a ton of water. Yeah. You know, try to drink at least like your half your body weight in ounces of water. So I try to drink like a hundred ounces. There's a formula for that, isn't there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so how many liters a day? How many glasses a day maybe? Uh ten, twelve. Ten, twelve. Yeah, and how yeah, are you yeah. at nighttime? Do you sleep through? You super sleeper? If I don't eat too late, I can sleep through the night. But if what? I have something to eat too late, I'll wake up to have to, you know, whatever. Oh my goodness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. 
The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Um, all right, we can't have you on without talking about this. Is us? Is that okay? It's totally fine. All right, Rachel, over to you. Sterling. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is us. Yes. Were you prepared for the impact that that show would have on how people actually wanted to live their lives? No. Sincerely, I, I knew that it was one of the best shows that I'd ever read in terms of its pilot. Uh, I knew that we had put together a really wonderful cast. We had a great showrunner. And I think as we're shooting it, because you, you shoot the first six or seven before it gets out to air. And as we're shooting it, and as we as a cast are reading the scripts, we're like, this keeps getting better. This is pretty cool. And so when they finally hit the air and people reacted to the pilot, and we're, like, we're pretty excited about that, and the, the enthusiasm continued to grow. Uh, my cousin, after episode four, I want to say, which I think is entitled The Pool, when Randall is sort of talking about like his issues with being in the swimming pool and how they, you know, the black people on one side and white people on the other side, and he's always anxious to be around black people because he lived in a white family. I don't know if everybody watches it. Is the show? I don't know how the show did over here. Amazingly, we, we started talking about it this morning, and all we received on WhatsApp for an hour was "This is us, love." Okay, okay. So, so folks will probably know the show. When my cousin saw the show, now my cousin is a black woman who is plus size and she's an artist, right? And so she said, Sterling, I know you think, because I just done The People versus OJ the year before, and she's like, I know you think that was a big deal, but let me tell you about this show. She says, I see myself in Randall, I see myself in Kate, mm -hmm. I see myself in Kevin. She says, this show is like therapy and church and entertainment all rolled up into one. And so... That one show was cool, but this one, this is the one. And at that point, I was like, okay, it's, this, is, this is impacting people in a way that we would have hoped for, but never imagined would actually catch on the way that it did. And like Beth and Randall, Beth and Randall's marriage, how they yeah. interact with each other. Did, how much input did, did you and the actor who played Beth get to give into that? Or they've written that all for you, especially your worst case scenario game, which I use in <laughs> <laughs> we we had some input. I think Dan Fogelman, who's the creator of our show, will say that like he sort of loosely based Randall on himself, right? And then he sort of loosely based Randall and Beth on my marriage. My wife and I met freshman year of college. We've been off and on. It's not quite as harmonious as Beth, uh, Beth and Randall, but we've been together since for a very, very long time and sort of used that as the template for how he wanted this marriage to be modeled. But Susan Kelechi Watson who plays my wife, we also went to grad school together for acting at NYU. So we approached the work in a very similar way. We had a deep friendship beforehand that just grew and grew. And there's real love between people. I don't think that's something you can fake on camera. Like, we love each other. And I think that love was able to translate and become something that's R&B, R&B for life, you know? Great questions. Happy yeah. with the answers. Hey, I'm so perfect. happy you're here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so many people are happy you're here. Thank All right, you. Because I'm a Neanderthal, because I'm a caveman, I haven't seen one minute of This Is I'm Us. I'm so jealous And now you. I'm going to watch 106 episodes, which is the great thing about being in something else. Yeah. Um, because it feeds back into your career and other things, you know, no matter what it is. I can't wait to watch. Is it, from what I'm hearing, forgive yes. me that I haven't seen This Is Us. You can't watch no. every TV show in the world, can you? All good. 
Um, it seems to me from what I'm hearing that there's quite a lot of This Is Us in American fiction and a lot of American fiction in This Is Us. Is that Would that be right? Well, there, I think the center of American fiction, while it is a satire that is sort of skewering the way that black stories have been told traditionally in Hollywood and in publishing, the center of the film is the family. Right. Right? And, and the center of This Is Us is the family. Yeah. So those things are, you know, connective tissue. What have you... I mean, lots of people have taken lots of things from This Is Us and will take so many things forever from American fiction. This is one of those movies that times... It also breaks the fourth wall. And you just... You think, that's not... so. It's got the... Pl- that's that, a great scene. It's like the player. It's like yeah. the be- the end of this is like the beginning of the play. You think, hang on a minute, what did it... What? what? Little Altman, yeah. It's so cool, man. Um, but we take a lot of things from films and from books that we read. You're working on this. You've worked on this film. You've worked on this TV show. What have you learned from them that you've taken into your own life? Oh, good questions. Uh, So I'll start with This Is Us because I think that Randall uh, is someone who is a perfectionist. And the pursuit of perfection can often be at the sort of impasse of improvement. Uh, And and he lives with anxiety and he has panic attacks um, throughout the show and in his past. And so I think I've learned that doing your best and concentrating on the process rather than the outcome should always be an end goal. I'm sure you as a surfer, you <laughs> no, but I'm, I've, I've heard about the spiritual connection yeah. of being on the board and in the water. Yeah. And if you're too sort of focused on the outcome, yeah. you miss the journey, yeah. right? It's, it's, the, it's the progress <clears throat> in the process. Yes. The moving towards. Yes, sir. That's exactly what I mean. Uh, then with regards to American fiction, um, I think, f- like, for Cliff specifically, it is the ability to live you, uh, your life as your authentic self. Yeah. And if you are living your life for anybody else's benefit other than yourself, real happiness, I do not think, is attainable. So I think you have to be true to yourself yeah. and live what you know to be your truth. Goodness me. I mean, that is a high bar, though, isn't it? Even for it is. the best intentioned of us. Because there's the truth, and then there's this, there's the truth telling the truth being true to yourself is one thing we can all be true to ourselves not that we are but we can all be true to ourselves and also the sort of adverse or inverse bookend of that is we are also the easiest person to fool we fool ourselves much quicker and easier than we fool everybody else we just prefer to think it's not that way interesting but i think that somebody said to me yesterday it's fine being truthful as long as it's in the spirit of the truth. So you don't just speak your mind. Yes. You know, at the, uh, with it's regard- not at the expense of exactly. unkindness. Exactly. Or winning an argument or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it is better to be um, in harmony than right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, no, there's a great Rumi quote. There's a field beyond right and wrong, and I'll meet you there. Amen. That, that's, that's where I we are. I love that. Um, <laughs> right, back to the truth of your marriage. Because <laughs> it's all about relationships. These, you know, this is us, all about relationships, all about people, about human beings. Sure. You know, they, they say there are two kinds of people. Okay. Right? Two kinds of human being. Those that are lost and those that know they're lost. Oh, that's good. And that's as good as it gets. And that's sort of where we are, isn't it? I like it? that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, and talking about you and your wife again, is it true that you have a podcast now? We do have a podcast. <laughs> this is funny, man. That will come out uh, sometime in February. All right, so nobody's heard it. No, it hasn't come out right. yet. It's okay. called We Don't Always Agree with Ryan and Sterling. Ryan's my ha- wife. Had to happen. Had to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, in the middle of of the strike that was going on in the States, I don't think it affected production oh, as no, much Oh, no, it affected over here. guests here. Loads, yeah. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. it did affect guests. Yeah. So my wife, 
wife was like, we should do something, right? Mm. And I was like, okay. She had an idea for this podcast. We came up with a little bit of a concept. We got some producers. Got 12 episodes for our first season. We're very excited about it. And we talk about everything from how we came together to how we raise our children to our ayahuasca experience to like uh, just our pr- approaches to spirituality, et cetera, and, and the business. And it's a great time. Like it's lively conversation. She's a very funny woman very thoughtful individual and she sort of like elevates us you know she upgrades oh, us wow. as, a, as a couple that's so the way to do it fun. i'm sure i'm sure you do the same for her i i hope so uh, the ayahuasca experience is interesting because it can go many ways very. Uh, how different were your your how different was your experience compared to your wife completely and totally wow completely and totally um we we went to a place in um costa rica which is one of the few maybe only licensed dispensaries of the medicine in the world. And the Blue Zone as yeah. well. Yeah, and the Blue Zone. Look yeah. at <laughs> Evans, my goodness. Um, and, and, we, and it was amazing. And what I learned from the medicine uh, is that everybody has a degree of control that they like to have or think that they like to have, and the medicine sort of takes that away from you. And then you have to understand what it's like to live knowing that you are not in control, right? And breathing and being comfortable with that. Um, And it's also a situation where, for me, I learned that the universe is ever unfolding. And oftentimes we as human beings like to make the universe smaller so it is easily and readily digestible for us rather than standing in awe at the expanse of what the totality of reality is. It's, it's awesome and sort of awe-inspiring and can be daunting sometimes. And just learning to breathe and be present. Um, yeah. Uh, all that along with buckets for you to do uh, yeah. other things, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that was your experience. Yeah. And well, you'd have to let her say, I mean, she, she's told me a little bit about hers. I think for her too... She's a nauseous person to begin with. Like, if you put her in the back of a car it's, and you go too fast, it's going to be a little trepidatious. So there's that. But I think for her, she, she'll say that it was the first time that she experienced the divine as a female presence. Because I think growing up in the church, in the traditional church, there's always he in his image, et cetera, et cetera. And it was the first time that she experienced the all-powerful as a feminine energy, which was a very powerful experience for Well, her. this podcast, what a great show for the podcast. We're in. <laughs> it's funny because there, there's a big story yesterday about podcasting because yeah. obviously uh, Joe Rogan signed to Spotify for $100 million. And that, that is, you know, he says it was that much. It was that much. Yeah. And they said the days of big uh, Czech podcasting are over. I don't think so because Jason Bateman's just signed for $100 million yesterday as well, didn't Wait, he? Wait, individually or like the whole? For the three. The What's three it called, that, that show? Uh, uh, Smartless. Smartless, yes. Yeah. So Because uh, they tore it, don't they, around? Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, good luck with the nomination. Um, you, you say, uh, d- have you discussed this with other people in the node? You say is Robert Downey Jr. has got it down. Yes. Okay. I- I'll say that. I'll say that. You'll say that all day long. Yeah. All right. Uh, the film, American Fiction, which is principally why Sterling's here, but it's great to have you here anyway. Thank you, sir. Is out tomorrow um, across the UK. You're on Graham Norton's show. You're recording it tonight, so people can watch that tomorrow here in the yes. UK. And when do we lose you? 
A uh, couple of days. I think I leave on the third. Yeah, are you back yeah. to, back and busy? Back to LA. I'll start a new TV show with Dan Fogelman, who's the creator of This Is Us. Wow. Later on this Hang year. Hang on. Uh, Cold what? Yes. <laughs> Cold what about what? Uh, it's called Paradise City. Yeah. It's very different than This Is Us, but it's also very, very good. Uh, it's about a Secret Service agent who is tasked with um, protecting the president. Is that you? That's me. Come on. Something happens to the president on his watch, and he has to figure out what transpired. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. a, in, bit of a thriller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. in? 100%. <laughs> Sorry, Vash, you didn't get to ask a question. Do apologize. Um, I'm in. Yeah, what up, Vash? Did you want to ask anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know you say Robert Downey Jr. is going to win the Oscar. Yeah. But you'll still go with a speech just in case, right? No. <laughs> no, not you're that confident. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fairly confident. Like the 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 win for me yes. was the nomination. Like being a chance to be in that room, to be with those people, to just celebrate all of it. Is this from the playbook? How to accept a nomination? Yeah, that's a really good speech. Right? <laughs> Listen, that's good anyway. Listen, I'll, I'll have bullet points and things that I can come up with, but I rarely write anything anyway. Even in the times in which I've been blessed enough to win something. I, I'm more, I'm better extemporaneously than I am sort of written down. Not okay. bringing a speech, Randall would be very proud of your progress. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, well, I, I'm, we're finishing at 10 o'clock today. I'm supposed to be back on the air tomorrow at half past six with the team, but I'm not going to see you for 106 hours because I'm going to watch every episode of This Is Us. <laughs> Apparently, that's what I have to do. In between rewatching American Fiction on my special encoded link that MGM yeah. sent us. That was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Getting in there. Uh, Fort Knox is easy to get in than that, but it was worth it. <laughs> Sterling, have a great trip here. Thanks for Thank being you, here. Chris. Thanks for everything you do. I appreciate it. Thanks for conveying all the most important messages human beings can hear. Thank you. Um, you're awesome. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having Should me. Should we have a controlled round of applause? Sign off. Big one? It's really okay. <laughs> you won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. How, how does this sound? How does this sound? And the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor goes to. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. for Oppenheimer. Oh, boo! Boo! Get on that bread, the wrong envelope! God, she gives somebody else a chance. <laughs> Craving some great 80s music? Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mindset. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.